The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders podcast radio network. And again, I have been talking with Mr. Jim Kaler, attorney at law, elder law attorney in the state of Ohio. And we have been talking about eligibility and and veterans, quote unquote, benefits. And if you have a loved one that has uh, that has served time in the military, um, there are could be some um, benefits available to them. And so make sure you check out all of our podcasts in this segment. And we're going to wrap up this last uh, podcast with you, Jim, and talking about eligibility. So the stage is yours, my friend. Thank you. In our previous sections, we talked about financial, not we talked about uh, eligibility other than financial issues for mm-hmm. VA pension, what most people call aid in attendance, and they call mm-hmm. it that incorrectly, sorry. Um, but now we're going to talk about financial eligibility because that got more complicated exactly. in 2018. There was a rule change, or actually a new rule, not a rule change, a new rule put out in 2018 that made eligibility easier in some ways on financial issues, but much more difficult in other ways. So um, this is past care issues, past everything else, and also not talking about the income, whether your costs of care are close to your income. This is about assets now, okay? At what you had in the bank, what you have in the bank as you, after your income has arrived, you pay your expenses for the month, and now one month rolls into the next. That is assets for this purpose. It's very similar to the way Medicaid looks at what they call resources, okay? So financial eligibility on assets for VA pension is, and these are the 2021 numbers. Remember that's December 21 through December of 22, we presume. So we're taping in February of 22. These are the current numbers in February 22. Your assets have to be less than $138,489. Um, for those of you who are only interesting listening, number, how they come to that? Why didn't they just say 140,000? <laughs> well, they picked the, actually in 2018, when they, uh, when VA adopted this rule, they chose the number that matched the, uh, community spouse resource allowance maximum in Medicaid. Okay. okay, so they aligned they aligned a medic a very useful Medicaid number oh, okay. and a very uh, with what became a very useful or very important VA number. Okay, but Medicaid gets its cost of living adjustment through Social Security, which is now the chained cost of living adjustment, meaning mm-hmm. it's a little lower than actual cost of living changes. Mm-hmm where VA does not. So VA is usually about a 10th of a point, maybe even more higher, but you take any cost of living adjustment, whatever round number you had in year one is gone in year two. Okay. So it's not a round number. Hey, we're lucky they got, they took the cents to zero. Okay. But yeah, it's an odd number, but it's the, the history of started with a round number, and then cost of living adjustments mess it up, both mm-hmm. for Medicaid and VA, okay? It wasn't a round number when they adopted the rule because they went with Medicaid's already not round number through its years of cost of living adjustments. But then it just, the numbers have diverged a little bit, okay? So uh, assets, $138,049, 
um, or less. Now, to make it complicated, that number is assets plus one year. Uh, what they're looking at is assets plus one year of income as VA calculates it. So it's gross income minus healthcare costs or ah, income okay. for VA purposes, IVAP, okay? This is not something to try at home. This is, this is a huge complication for people who don't understand it. Right. And just like Medicaid, they made it a non-user-friendly system. Go get help from someone who is accredited. We, accreditation is back in segment one. Okay. And you know, here's the thing that I'm going to reiterate. How many families do I work with that they tried to do it on their own? And then when it got rejected, it was like six, seven months of backlog. Easily, easily. The financial analysis since this 2018 rule really has slowed down the process. Okay. Crazy. So, um, and now mind you, if you are close to going broke, and I'm assuming you are the, the applicant here, okay? Right. You are close to going broke. $30,000 seems to get a quicker review. If you've got what looks to be eligibility, but plenty of money, just to you know, use a very loosey-goosey term, then you're going to go on the, oh, I'll get to it pile. Yeah. If you are the, oh, geez, if I don't get with this, you know, get, get on this, Jim's going to run They're out gonna of money. They're going to be on the street. will stop. VA will get to it. Okay. okay. And 30 grand, and th there's no hard and fast number. This is a, just a very practical through experience. 30 grand seems to be kind of a, a tipping point there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, time counts. Time matters here. Okay. Sure does. And then in addition... Within that 138, 489, they look at the applicant's real estate, including the home, except for two acres. So if the applicant has a farm, lives on the farm, and let's say 30 acres, 28 of those acres count. So the cash value, the, you know, the, the sale value, yeah. uh, according to the market, or at least according to the county records of what land is worth, mm -hmm. That counts toward the 138. So people wow. with huge farms are not going to be able to get in. Really, I, I think it's unfair, but that's what VA did. Um, and then, as I mentioned before in an earlier segment, the income is below or close to medical expense. In addition, in 2018, and we'll talk about this through the rest of the segment, you could qualify financially of. Uh, for VA benefits, even if you had given something away the day before you applied, what Medicaid would call an improper transfer and looks back five years on, VA did not have a look back. And that was according Man. to the law. That was in accordance with the law. In 2018, this rule creates a three-year look back. Now, that is a huge legal issue looking for the right person to take to court. Absolutely. The community of elder law attorneys, in other words, all the lawyers like me, uh, we, we gossip like crazy. Okay. Do we all like each other? Not all of us, but most of us. Yeah. We are looking for the right plaintiff to take to court because the rule does not agree with the law. The law should control, but we want to find a sympathetic plaintiff. We don't want to find somebody who gave away a million dollars because the court's really going to want to beat this person up. Okay, we're looking for somebody who gave away 8,000. 
yeah. and then didn't get coverage. So we are looking for somebody to beat up on this rule or the Biden administration will change it because it's a Trump era rule. Biden administration has been kind of busy with other stuff. I, I can't remember what it was. It's really taking their time. What, what was that, Suzanne? Um, and uh, oh, yeah, COVID. But um, maybe they'll get to this. Maybe they won't. We'll see who the next president is. But this is a big issue among elder law attorneys, especially those doing VA work. OK, so. Um, VA, if we're, if someone has given money away to create financial eligibility, that is a VA pension issue. We haven't yet talked about compensation in detail, VA disability. We haven't talked about VA health benefits in detail. We'll bring those up probably in some future program, uh, because this is going to be the last segment set on, on VA pension and the basics of VA uh, benefits. Okay. But prior transfers, giving stuff away is an issue only for VA pension because that's where financial eligibility is a big deal. There is a three-year look back. So VA will look back in the last three years from date of application, figure the whole month, and then back another uh, three years. So 36 months plus the month you're looking in. So potentially 37 months in total. Okay. Well, and we'll penalize uh, things given away only to the extent they created uh, eligibility. So let's say somebody was at the $138,000 level I'm sorry, someone was at $145,000. So they're seven grand over, okay? Gave away $20,000. So now they're at 125 grand. Well, the penalty will only be the seven grand, applying to the seven grand from where they were to the point of eligibility. Mm -hmm. If they are below, at or below the 138,000 that they're allowed to have and apply and they give some of that away, VA doesn't care. That's fine. Medicaid is fussy about it. If you give away something even below your two grand, they're going to penalize you for that. At least in Ohio, they are. Um, VA, not so much. So, um, and the penalty can be up to five years. So look back is not as long as the potential penalty. Unbelievable. They look at what you gave away or what you prior transferred to make air quotes and divide that by $2,431.25. That is, if you look back to the prior segment, that is the maximum VA benefit that a married couple can receive when the spouse, I'm sorry, when the veteran is the one who needs aid in attendance. That's where that number comes from. So that gets changed with cost of living in December, okay? Divide the, the amount given away by 2431 and a quarter. So let's say they gave away $24,000 to, to get them to the point they were eligible at $138,000, mm-hmm. and VA is going to penalize them for 10 months, okay? So uh, before I move on to tricky issues, that penalty starts the next month after the, improper, uh, the, the prior transfer, okay? So if the prior transfer was 12 months ago and the penalty is 10 months, the penalty is run out. Right. That's different than Medicaid, by the way. Okay, that is different than Medicaid. We'll talk yes. about it at some point in the future. So do not use the, the Medicaid penalty system and use it in VA. Starts different. This is the way Medicaid used to be before 2007. So if you, if you remember that, and if you're a member of the public, you probably don't. But if you're an elder law attorney, you probably do. Okay, this is the way Medicaid handled it pre-Deficit Reduction Act of 2007. Okay. So the penalty may run out. So just a few 30 seconds left, tricky issues that we see with financial eligibility. 
is, and this is not just giving stuff away, okay? How do you provide for the spouse's expense at home? Because they look at the entire income and uh, wealth of the household, not mm -hmm. just the applicant. You have to decide whether to give away assets, whether it makes sense. What are you going to do about eligibility? How much do you need VA money in the time period that you be penalized? Trying to get your income within the target amount if because your expenses, while predictable, until you start incurring them, you, you're guessing. And sure. they could go up as healthcare needs, or maybe they go down because you got better or a new technology or a lower cost provider or something. Okay. And the trickiest issue of all is getting VA pension and not screwing up your eligibility for Medicaid for long-term care should you need that in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. I Very have good. reached the end of what we're going to talk about now. At some point in the future, we'll talk about compensation, also known as disability. But for pension, I think we're done. Well, you know what, Jim? I'm very, very pleased that you've spent the time with us today. And um, I have learned a whole bunch. And I hope that each and every one of you that have listened to this presentation do so, too. And we're going to come back with more information on veterans benefits, because I think this is a really, really important issue. And so until then, for everyone, um, we are recording this on uh, uh, it, on a Friday, uh, the 18th, and, and we have President's Day coming up. And so it is a big day for our country. And um, I hope everyone out there has a great three-day weekend, although this the, you probably won't see this till afterwards. I hope you had a great three-day weekend. So, Jim, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Suzanne. And to all of you, remember what I always say, be good to each other. State of Ohio residents. You have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.